Remain standing for the scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Say amen when you're ready. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb as taking spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. The word of God for us this morning. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for this glorious Easter day that you have given us to celebrate the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for this word that we have shared this morning. We thank you for the praise and worship that we have lifted to your name. Now, O oh Lord, we just ask that you will continue to speak to our lives through this word as it is proclaimed, that you will give me the thoughts that you want me to share, and that, O oh Lord, we will be edified and built up for your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I came home the other day and went to my door to put my key in and found the key already in my door. My first reaction was, my wife is home. My second reaction is, we've been robbed. Where is my wife? <laughs> you see... We often jump to the worst possible conclusions when we find something out of place. We start, our mind starts running, and before you know it, you know, we've been invaded by aliens or something. You go to the worst possible scenario in your mind when something happens. Can you imagine on that first day of the week at early dawn when the women show up at the tomb carrying their spices, ready to to use them on the body of Jesus to show their respect, to keep the body preserved, and they find that the stone that used to cover the entrance has been moved. And then they look inside, and the Scripture says, there's no body. I mean, you can only imagine everything that began to run through their minds about who took the body, where is it, what happened to Jesus, this is where we left them. And don't you just hate it when something's not where you left it? 
When we lose stuff, it really upsets us. We like to know where things are. And the idea of not knowing where Jesus' body was was very troubling to them. I always tell people to just imagine that you go visit grandma at the burial place where you laid her to rest. And when you get there, there's a dug hole up. Everything's out. And no grandma. How would that make you feel? You'd probably be calling for everybody and anybody who knew anything about that burial plot. You'd be calling the police, the news, everybody else. So we can understand how the woman must have been upset. But then all of a sudden, the scripture tells us that two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. Now, the scripture doesn't say they walked up to them. It doesn't say they strolled up the path. It says two men in dazzling clothes appeared next to them. And I don't know about you, but people appear next to me, and it will freak me out. It will get my attention. The scripture says that they were afraid. They bowed their heads to the ground. Because think about it. If these guys took Jesus, I don't want to be a witness. I didn't see anything. I have plausible deniability. <laughs> and if they did not take Jesus, and they are somehow messengers from God then I'm going to show my reverence and I'm going to look at the ground and see what they have to say. You see, dazzling white clothes in the middle of the garden was not a typical thing. So they knew that these were not ordinary men, but clearly something supernatural was happening. And they said to the women, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? The question reveals so much. They were looking for the dead Jesus. For the Jesus that was laid at the tomb. They were looking for the Jesus that they came to pay respects to because he was no more. They came to look for him among the dead. Now, it wouldn't be the first time that one of us went looking for something in the wrong place. I get corrected at the supermarket all the time because I go down the wrong aisle looking for something and an employee sees me lost. And goes, what are you looking for? And I go, I'm looking for peaches. He's like, you're in the wrong aisle. Have you ever had that happen to you? You're in the wrong aisle. And what the angels were telling these dead men in death and clothes were telling the woman is, you're looking for him in the wrong place. The Jesus that you're looking for is alive. This is not the place where you're going to find him. And there are so many times when we look for Jesus in the wrong places in our own lives. How many times do we think that Jesus is to be found in success or money? Or that Jesus is to be found in prosperity, as we hear in the prosperity gospels all the time. Maybe you find Jesus in having no troubles in life, which is something he never promised. You see, we look for Jesus in all the wrong places. And when we do, 
and God sees that we look a little lost, he sends people like these two angels to go, can I help you find something? Because you look a little lost. And that is when we are reminded of what Jesus has taught us and told us throughout his ministry and throughout his life. The men told the women to remember what Jesus had told them about what was about to happen. That on the third day he would rise again. But you hear the whole message and it also talks about him dying and all this other stuff. But you know what happens to us when somebody gives us a long announcement? We heard the first line or two. By the third line, we were already thinking about lunch. By the fifth line, we were making our list for tomorrow's to-do. And you know how I know that? Because, you know, sometimes you'll get a notice at home that they're going to be working on the main line in your subdivision, and you're not going to have water for a day. And what do you do the next day, undoubtedly? You go to that faucet, and you turn it on expecting water to come out. And then what do you have to do? You remember, oh, wait a second. I did get that paper in the mail, did I not? They put it on my door. Maybe I should read that after all. And so what the, the two men were telling the women is, remember what Jesus has taught you. He taught you that he would rise from the dead after three days. And so you coming to look for him here shows that you didn't pay attention to the memo. You didn't hear the words, I will rise again on the third day. Well, the women chose to believe these words. Now, I want you to understand, they did not see a body. They did not see a risen Savior in this account of the story. They simply had the word of the two men in dazzling white to go on to accept that Jesus was indeed alive. And in this way, you and I are on the same boat as those women because you haven't looked in the tomb and you haven't seen the body gone even. So you are taking it upon the word of God that we have read today that Jesus is truly alive and that what we come to celebrate today truly happened in the resurrection of Jesus. Those women believed the words. And then they did more than just believe the words that they received. They took off to go tell the disciples that Jesus was alive. And you know they must have been hysterical. Jesus is alive. We went to the tomb. There's no body. It's gone. He's alive. And the scripture says that disciples gave them that little cockeyed look and thought it was an idle tale. Isn't that sad? They didn't believe them. They heard it. And they had heard the same words of Jesus that he had told to the women before. They had heard the same words that the disciples had heard. And the disciples were not able to believe the words 
that Jesus had risen from the dead. Have you ever heard something so incredible it was just hard to believe? Hard to believe. But it piqued your interest and you're like, could that actually be true? You pondered it. You began to question, well, what happens if that is true? What does that mean? And I think that's what happened to Peter in this story. He begins to think about it. Well, I know they sound a little hysterical, but what if this is true? What if it's true? I got to go look. And the scripture says he ran to the tomb to check it out. And he got there, and just like the women had said, the tomb was empty, no sign of Jesus, and he was amazed at what he saw and went home. Now, the sad part of the story, it doesn't say he looked in the tomb, he saw the body missing, and he believed and went home. It says, he thought it was awesome, but he wasn't sure what it was, so he just went home. He was surprised by the whole thing, but he was not yet able to accept that Jesus was truly alive. He just, he just couldn't explain it. And he went home. Where are you looking for Jesus today? Are you still looking for him among the dead? Or are you looking for him among the living? Because I'm here to tell you that Jesus is where his people are. You are where Jesus is right now. Because this is the community of faith. This is the living congregation, the body of Christ in the world to share his good news. Are you looking for Jesus elsewhere? If you are, I want to tell you to look for him right here. Because I guarantee you, here you will find them. Jesus goes with us where we go. But when we gather together in this way to profess our faith, Jesus is present and we can proclaim he is risen. He is risen indeed. The one we are looking for, the one we are talking about today is no longer in a tomb. He needs to be alive in our hearts and in our lives and in our witness and in the way we live every single day among our family, our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, and everybody we meet. So I pray I will see you again next week because next week we will still be here professing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior Next week, we will still be here declaring our faith in Jesus Christ. Next week, we will still be trying to grow in holiness and in faith to follow in his example. And next week, the living Jesus will be proclaimed from this pulpit once more. It'll be taught in Sunday school. It'll be shared on Wednesday night suppers. It'll be shared in youth groups. And it'll be declared to the world through every mission effort and evangelistic effort of this church. Will you celebrate what God is doing 
and how he is being the living Christ week after week after week through his people. I pray that you're committed to telling others that Jesus is alive every single day of your life and not just in one season of the year because Jesus gave his life for you and for me. And the least we can do is lift his name so that others will know about his great love and grace and forgiveness. I pray you continue committed to telling the story of Easter. But more than that, I pray you are committed to living the story of Easter, of dying with Christ, being buried with him, that you can rise with him again. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for being able to celebrate the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for the life that he gives us through that resurrection, for the grace that was shown to us in the cross, in the forgiveness of our sins, and for the opportunity that we have on this very day to declare that we believe that Jesus has risen indeed and that he deserves our glory and our praise. Help us, O Lord, to be committed to your kingdom, not just today, but every day in our lives. In Christ's name we pray, amen. The altar here in Skyland is always open for prayer. If you would like to pray by yourself, you can come to this side and be between the green markers and pray by yourself at the altar. If you would like somebody in our prayer team to pray with you, you can come to this side and somebody will pray with you from our prayer team. Let us continue worship. Would you stand and join our praise band?